You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. And welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I want to thank Rick Gerard for guest hosting our shows last week. I was out of town on a business trip, and I really appreciate the fact that he came in. And I guess to thank Paul Roberts as well, because I guess Paul handled one of the interviews and Rick did the other three. Welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and we have a great show scheduled for you. Why? You ask, well, I'll answer. With extensive experience in management and consulting, Nancy Drew helps coach clients to achieve challenging goals and creating sustainable action plans. And she's offering her services to Saddleback Church through an outreach program to help orphans. Nancy, thank you for being on Critical Mass Radio Show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much. It's good to have you here today. She's a friend of mine. I've known her for years. Loyal listeners, you may remember Nancy who's been on the show before, so she's a repeat guest. But for those that maybe didn't hear that interview, can you start by sharing an interesting story, something from your professional background that the audience would be enjoyable to hear from you? Yeah, right. well, um, obviously I'm, uh, I'm from the garbage industry. You can tell that I'm a garbage man. Just right. by looking waste, at me, <laughs> waste management, right? That's right. right. That's right, and, and uh, that's where you know that's where I really started. And you know, you hear those stories about that industry, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's a pretty colorful industry to say the least. And right. and uh, gosh, I was there for years. Did a lot of acquisitions uh, in charge of a, a significant size sales and and customer service group. And and I am very much you know this i'm very much let's train people let's help them be successful that that's the girl i am right, right. well there i was called mrs axman my boss was uh you know less than um well let's just say he was kind of a ruthless guy okay. and he was mr axman and we were doing like we did well the company did 200 acquisitions in two years oh my goodness. and so my job was you know go and assess the health of this company you mm-hmm. know and who goes and who gets the axe you know thus the name wow. so it was uh, it was interesting it was you know a lot of hostile uh, negotiations with collective agreements uh, bomb threats having to vacate the buildings and uh, you know uh, bullet holes in the operation managers window and and so yeah things have settled a little bit now Goodness, right? That's right, but I was, and this was in Canada, right? Yeah, it was, and I was. You we know, always thought the Canadians were so peaceful up there. Yeah, well, for a while, right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually saw you talk about this on a video somewhere about how you used to have to show up at night as well. This wasn't yeah. a standard nine to five yeah. kind of a job. Well, for you. you know, the thing is that probably one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was if you're going to do a job, you know everything about it. Okay. You know, and and so here I am, you know, one of the only women, you know, in the garbage industry and and they were like, get her away from me. We don't want her and and I would get up at three in the morning and get on those garbage trucks because I thought if I need to manage this productivity stops, you know, train people, I need to know this business. Right. You know, and so here I was, you know, and then the guys, you know, got used to me and and uh, a lot of respect for me jumping on these trucks and hauling garbage with them and mm-hmm. you earn your position in life, right? right? And so there we go. That's So how long were you there? 
I was there for 15 years. I got oh a lot. Goodness, yeah, right? I, oh gosh, it was it was probably the hardest thing I did, and um, <clears throat> grew me the most. I got a huge success. It really launched me for my career. I started having other people coming, uh, companies saying, "Hey, will you come and restructure our company? Will you train our people?" Mm. And and that just launched okay. the rest of yeah. That was my hard. Our time. Well, there we go. See, out of something difficult comes goodness. Absolutely. Right, Nancy Drew? Yes. So yeah. um, let's talk about what you're doing today. You're working with the UCSD Rady School of Management. Can, can you talk a little bit about your role in support of them and kind of mm-hmm. the area that you're responsible for? Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, They're an amazing school. You know, they're one of the top 20 worldwide for business schools. And we, you know, do courses here in Orange County. So I've got the best of both worlds. I do, I work with companies one-on-one, helping them design what do our workers need? You know, what's going on with our, you know, our employees? We can't hire the right people. We're going to have to build our own people. Uh, Suddenly now I've got these HR issues I don't know how to deal with. I've got to be a public speaker because I'm, you know, I'm giving all these presentations and I didn't sign up for this. I don't have the education, you know, I have the experience. So this is perfect as a business school does all that. Mm. You know, it's great. And then of course I've been teaching with them for a few years, you know, which is great. I uh, teach the time management work life balance uh, programs, you know, those who need to learn teach. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so those that's can do. That, right. That's right. right. I'm kind of an expert in that area for my life beforehand. So so I heard you say that uh, the school does two different things. One, they're offering coursework and two, they're customizing classes specific for businesses. Is, Absolutely. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, f- for example, one of our clients, very, very large uh, tech company, decided that they their meetings were highly inefficient. We were having all kinds of meetings, nothing was getting done, there was no follow-up, people dreaded the meetings, and then there was a meeting after the meeting to talk about what didn't get accomplished oh, during boy. the meeting. That and sounds like big company culture <laughs> stuff, unfortunately. So they, you know, they wanted a program that would address this. So they were going to be more effective, more productive. And we wrote that program for them and I taught it. And so, you know, that's very common. We have 75 different programs at the, at the business school, you know, center for executive development, 75 different programs. But you may say, well, this is really what we need. That's fine. We have research professors. We have industry experts. You know, we will build that program. So why is the Rady School coming into Orange County and offering these workshop classes and these customized classes? What What's mm-hmm. the thinking behind that? Yeah, it's a great question. We're already here. Well, you there know? you go. <laughs> so I was like, They're already here, folks. We're already Who here. You know, we, we have businesses, you know, that, that we work with at AAA, Boeing, uh, Qualcomm. You know, we work with those people. Okay. We have people that uh, drive to San Diego to take a class on their own. Mm. You know, they might want a class on, uh, you know, emotional intelligence or productivity or coaching. So we're thinking, you know, gosh, you know, the market is here. Right. So we should uh, reach out. You know, we are part of the UC family, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not um, it's not in competition. It's It's just a different program that's not being offered here. You know, so the thing with this school is that it's very cutting edge. You know, the the information is new, new, new. We have research professors, faculty, you know, people on top of their game. You won't take a time management course, for example, and see that that was stuff you already knew. 
yeah. from the 80s or 90s exactly. or later. Yeah, exactly. Right? You, you mentioned to me before that the, the demands on the instructors is very high, that the school it, expects high performance. Absolutely. I could not write my program and last year and teach it this year. It's just not, not acceptable wow, whatsoever. Because it has to be more current. It's got to be cutting edge. Wow, so that's... now, you know, there's a way that people learn video, uh, what are the apps for this, very um, interactive. Okay. Mm-hmm. So um, let's continue that conversation, but I need my engineers telling me it's time to take a break, Nancy, here on Critical Mass Radio Show. When we come back, maybe we can talk about the types of programs a little bit more and workshops that are being offered here in Orange County. Can we do that? Absolutely. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you don't want to go anywhere because we're continuing the conversation after this word from me. Richard Franzi is the author of two popular business books for CEOs. His first book, Critical Mass, The Ten Explosive Powers of CEO Peer Groups, was the first book ever written on the secret value of CEO peer groups. His second book, now with newly updated information, is Critical Mass, The Power of CEO Guiding Principles. Richard's books contain powerful information to help CEOs running middle market companies gain valuable insight to improve their decision-making skills. Richard's books are available as paperbacks or Kindle versions from Amazon.com. To find them, type Richard Franzi in the search box. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, all of our shows can be heard anytime on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker.com, hundreds of former guest websites whose CEOs have appeared on our show. Since we started this program here on octalkradio.net in 2009, we've reached hundreds of thousands of listeners through our live stream, podcasts, and other platforms like YouTube. Simply type Critical Mass Radio Show in your favorite podcasting software to find our weekly shows with great guests like Nancy Drew. Uh, Before the break, I was going to ask you to talk about specifically what's coming up on the calendar of planned classes here in Southern California, in Orange County specifically, Nancy. Yeah, well, there are some great classes. It's uh, it's a very interesting way to go to school when you do a, uh, a, a drop-in course. You know, here we hold them at the Center Club, and it's it's a real hardship. Your car is valeted. You have a beautiful breakfast, and then you have school until noon. Uh, maybe some will leave and go back to work, and others will buckle up to the bar. You know, right. <laughs> who knows? But the uh, the program's coming up. There, are, there's an amazing program on mindfulness and it's uh, how to be more productive you know the the people are just they need to focus you know how do we be focused get our work done not be distracted so it's you know getting more of a productivity type of a class you know really working with purpose do you know who's teaching that course yes i do the teacher for that course is jill tupper okay and she's outstanding she's a a speaker on her own as well and the universe works for because uh, you have a UCSD has a center for mindfulness-based training as yes, well. And so yes. she must be associated, Correct. affiliated with them. Yeah, okay. I'm not too sure about the affiliation, but she's extremely okay. busy speaker. Okay. So we um, also have, uh, after her, 360-degree effectiveness. And that's uh, with Dr. Mary McKay. She's phenomenal. She teaches a lot of our leadership programs, uh, very well respected at the university. And uh, she's teaching a couple of classes We uh, on leadership. You know, uh, how we uh, use our influence to get things done, how mm-hmm. we relate better with each other and, and just achieve more. Because, you know, there's there's some conflict in the workplace. You know, there's some difficulties going yeah, on. some workplaces more than others, uh, we heard from the first block. But anyway. There we right? go. You know, there's coaching and uh, mentoring programs, uh, public speaking, which I think everybody should take. 
phenomenal. Why do you yeah. think everybody should take public speaking, Nancy? Well, Drew? I think everyone, as a speaker, you know, I think everybody <laughs> should take public speaking because right. you know you've got to get your ideas across. The only person you cannot see is you. Mm. So you may think you're coming across someone, but it may be the complete opposite. Right. Most uh, management need to present. Right. And the higher mm. you get in leadership, the more this skill is important. Right? It's extremely important. Sharing and being able to articulate mm-hmm. your ideas is a mm-hmm. powerful... I agree with you. I agree that public speaking is a prerequisite for entrepreneurs because you may be yeah. pitching for money. I mean, there's tons of ways this could help you if exactly. you're good at the speaking thing. Yeah, with your own employees, you know, looking for investment funds. Uh, maybe you're getting up and you're presenting ideas, you know, to your peers. If you're a good speaker, you know, people, um, you know, they connect with you. Right. Much, much higher level. There's a halo effect there a yes. little bit. If you're, if you're confident mm-hmm. and can speak to a large group, people think probably you're competent in other areas as well, which you may or may not be, but let them think that, that, right? That's correct. All right, so I I wanted to spend a little bit of time here on Critical Mass Radio Show with you, Nancy. I know that you've been very involved in community outreach, and one such cause, as I mentioned in the open, is Saddleback Church's Mm -hmm. Orphan Children Program. Can you share a little bit about that program and your involvement with it? Yeah, yeah, that, uh, gosh, you know, that really touches my heart. Uh, There's 15... Uh, 15,000 children in California that go into the foster care system annually. You know, 50,000 phone calls in Orange County alone every every year. Wow. You know, so these are, you know, uh, reports of abuse, mental, emotional neglect. 98% of the children are removed from the homes and put into a temporary situation, which can end up being not un- unrealistic, 18 months. Wow. In the system with five moves and separated from their brothers and sisters sometimes. It's a, it's a nightmare. You know? okay. And then some of these children are just aging out of the system and then they off they go. Do they ever go back home? Or are they, once they're in the system, Ideally, they, they're in this, but, but it sounds like they don't. It, yes. Yeah, quite often this, this is an orphan situation. Wow. So what, uh, what I'm involved in with, uh, through Saddleback Church is Every Child OC. And the system here is, for the first time in history, churches of all denominations are pulling together with you know, some um, local government assistance and uh, putting together this program that our goal is by 2020 that there will be zero children in the foster care system. And we were we are finding homes. We are educating people. We are getting volunteers. How do you help a you know a, a family? Because now these children are traumatized, right? So there's right. ongoing issues. So support f- through the life, and that's our that's our goal. So that's I'm, our mission. Can I follow up with you on the, yeah? That's an ambitious goal to, uh, by 2020. Mm-hmm. It's not that long away. In case you're not checking it 2018 right now which is like two years nancy yes i mean what would have to change to allow that to be the case what specifically is this organization focused on that would allow such a dramatic turnaround in well it's really education you know a lot of people just do not know um that there are so many children we are the highest california is the highest in the nation for orphans Mm. and foster care so it's education uh how do we do it oh really it's that easy you know and so helping people be successful sometimes people will say well i'd love to but i can't okay you know i don't have the resources yes you do you know yes you do you have the support you have these people that are in groups to come and equip you to be successful 
is. So, so by, it's supporting these adoptions. Okay, by 2020, does that mean because people will have adopted the children, so there are no orphans in foster care? Correct. Or is, okay, so, so mm -hmm. the, the solution is finding them permanent homes. Absolutely. These are forever homes. Forever homes. Forever homes. So, so the solution isn't, it isn't on the supply side, it, it, it's, it's offering people's, you're saying, when you say education, it's awareness that they could become adoptive parents. Exactly. Exactly. There, there are families, you know, that, you know, that we've seen that say, you know, when they realize what's going on, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, we, we can do this and they can do this and you're not alone. You have a village. It takes a village to bring up a child. Right. And, you know? and Saddleback has moved some big cultural issues here in Southern California and in Orange County. So with their focus behind it, that's a very big megaphone for, mm -hmm. for this organization. But you say it's, it's, it teamed with other churches as well? Yes. It doesn't matter the denomination. We are coming together as a community. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes a community to, you know, raise a child. And, right. and so it's it's not a, you know, situation of, well, you're not at my church. That That's mute point. You know, okay. that it's the children need our help. And, and what what is it about Every Child OC that caused you to make this level of commitment to it? I've been working with high-risk teens for a long time. You know, I would go into the schools and, and work with them and, and, and help them out. I, I went uh, camping you know, with some, some foster children, uh, high-risk, you know, just a nightmare for them. You know, um, to go camping with you? Well, yes, yes, but that's not really what I was referring okay. to. <laughs> I was lost. I wasn't quite sure where you were going with that. But, but I, I was a hot mess. I was just in tears. <laughs> it was not good. But they, you know, there was suicidal, mm. you know, drug problems, you know, uh, sex abuse, you know, just really, really bad situation for them. And, and I just could never get this out of my heart. You know, and I thought, okay, can't, you know, punish the children more by spending time with me, but I am a media person, I am a speaker, and, and so this is where I, I went to okay. help this group. Uh, mm -hmm. If I may say, well, also kind of getting to know you over the years and kind of reminding myself of some of the facets of your life, I did see a video about your early mm -hmm. days as mm -hmm. a mother and the struggles mm -hmm. that you went through. Yes. Um, is that a part of this as well? Yeah, you, you'll see. <laughs> you'll see over the years that things have popped up where I suddenly will go in and raise a ton of money for Haiti. There was a thing there. And uh, and I speak about the fact that I was lucky enough that I was able to keep my child when I was... Um, when I had my daughter, um, situation happened. I was quite young, and her father cleaned us out financially, and we ended up homeless, right. sleeping in a shopping mall. And uh, and it was a, it was a tough a tough tough situation, and and everybody wanted me to give her up, and and I wouldn't. And I was hiding that we were sleeping in a shopping mall because I knew social services ever found out, you know, child protective custody, she would have been whipped away in a heartbeat. You wouldn't have found better care for her, but that was not the right place to bring her up, you know. Right. And so I was so beyond grateful that I was able to dig us out of that mess. And uh, and so therefore I go and I help others. Hmm. Well, that's a powerful story. Uh, I, I can't even imagine. I won't. We don't have time. How do you even evade security in a mall to be able to hide there? That's that's yeah. unfathomable in some ways. Yeah. Right. But at least there's restrooms and things, right? So yeah, some level of services mm -hmm. there for you. Mm -hmm. All right. So if someone. If someone wanted to learn more about Every Child OC, where would they go for that? Yeah, to learn more? they would go to OC, everychildoc.com. 
So that okay. would be, or the uh, they could, you know, key in uh, Saddleback uh, Orphan Ministry. They can find out information there. Uh, they can contact me, you know, directly. Uh, get to hold of me on LinkedIn. Nancy Drew, there's a, there's one other, <laughs> Nancy Drew. <laughs> really? Not aware of that. On LinkedIn, one other, huh? Okay. So, Drew is spelled? D-R-E-W. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a fantastic uh, thing to be involved in. I'm glad you were wanting to talk yeah. about that here. I hope that your exposure on the platform brings more people's awareness to it. I hope so. Uh, so, uh, I've seen you, you on stage sharing your message to large audience of business executives. What, in your experience, are the keys to using platforms like that to help build your personal and professional brand? What advice Mm -hmm. would you give from your experience in being successful on stage to others who maybe are running businesses but aren't as comfortable with the idea that they need to be out in public speaking like that? Right, yeah. Well, I believe that speaking is, is the best thing that you can do. You know, if you can get up and deliver a compelling message, I mean, that is amazing. People will come to you and they will, you know, try to get you over for business. You know, when I speak, there will always be a handful of people that want to hire me for something else. I will get referrals from that. You can take that that footage and put it on LinkedIn. You know, the social media is turning solely to video in the next few years. Right. You know, so you can chop that down into tips. On my LinkedIn, there's probably like 20 different videos. People can see the energy, they can see the message. And, you know, it's just a, it's a very, it's a very useful thing to do. I don't think being in business that you can't afford to not be able to speak with a compelling message Mm -hmm. and there seems to be many more opportunities you know i'm thinking here in southern california orange county for people to have an opportunity to speak in front of a whether it's a small group Mm -hmm. of 20 or 30 or in Mm -hmm. your case a large audience of a couple hundred there seems to be more platforms popping up too for people to be uh, featured and having a story that's compelling halos your business brand right yeah absolutely doesn't have to be about the business no it doesn't people want to work with people that they like You know, people that they think, hey, you know, that person's doing some good things in the world. If I have 10 people to choose from, I want to work with that person. You know, I like them. They're, you know, they're fun. They're doing good work. You know, whatever that that message is. Mm -hmm. But there's more and more people wanting to learn. You know, we are a a community, an economy right now that is hungry for information mm-hmm. and we want to learn from each other we don't want a canned situation we want a real person right and i believe in the power of peer learning so one business executive sharing their experiences on stage with other business executives mm-hmm. seems to me to make perfect sense yeah it's the right thing to do yeah. so if someone would like to okay the engineer's telling me it's time to end this interview ladies and gentlemen so it is time nancy drew to end this interview but if someone wants to learn more about the ucsd Rady School programs, or you in particular, mm-hmm. where do you direct them to go online? Yeah. I would uh, suggest, you know, I am an open book. You can email me. Okay. I would be more than happy at uh, ndrew at ucsd.edu. You can uh, go on to UCSD Rady Center for Executive Development. Can you spell Rady? Rady is R-A-D-Y. Thank you. Yeah. And you were going to say something to interrupt you, too. Uh, and, and LinkedIn. Okay. LinkedIn is a great platform. So those are all great ways to learn more about these programs. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see more education being done, having 
achieve some certificate programs through another part of Rady School of Business, I find very high quality education, very mm -hmm. engaged instructors. And so I'm glad to see they're bringing that kind of competence here to our business community in Orange County. Yeah. Thanks for being a friend of the program and being back here on Critical Mass Radio Show. Continued success, Nancy Drew. Thank you so much. It's been great. All right, we're going to have to call it a day. I'd like to th thank our engineer for today's show, Paul Roberts, as well, and our producers, without whom we wouldn't really have a show, and they are Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and Haley Stern. If you'd like to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. Let's start our conversations there. Uh, you may be interested in my latest book, Killing Cats Leads to Rats, Mitigating the Unintended Consequences of Business Decisions. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. Until our next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi. 